0: to We were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for us. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams of the Negev. Those who sow in the streams will reach songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying the sheaves with him. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Stay up your power, O Lord, and come that by the light of your holy word we may be drawn to Jesus, who steps into the chaos of our world that we may know the peace that rests on him alone. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Prince of Peace, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The ninth chapter of Isaiah. Nevertheless, there will be no more room for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future, he will honor Galilee the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. and the peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks Thanks be to God. (laughs) The Epistles is from the 12th chapter of Romans. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. in the eyes of everybody. It it is possible, be as far as it depends on you. Live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written. It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Please rise as you are able for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be members of his own household. Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of him. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks Thanks be to God. In many and various ways, god spoke to his people of old by the prophets, but now in these last days he has spoken to us by his son please be seated <laughs>
1: name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. By now, I'm sure you have your plans for Christmas, and if you don't, time is running out. December 25th, it's just a few days away. You can't be guessing anymore. You can't just be wishing that things will turn out all right. You need planning. So, who's coming to your house? How are they gonna get there? Do they all stay at your house over the night? Who wants what sort of a vegan meal. You gotta worry about the different diets and how they mix together nowadays. There's a lot of stuff that has to go together, a lot of planning that you need in order to pull off Christmas in a way that makes it feel peaceful. And remember, all those people are coming to your table, so you better get some planning in before it's too late. Now there's a lot of other stuff that gets involved with planning for Christmas. There's the preparations of the gifts. You actually have to plan seating arrangements as well. You have to plan who's going to be giving out the presents. There's a lot that you have to worry about. And does it really seem like this is going too overboard with the planning that you need? I mean, perhaps, but maybe not. In order to get all these plans done, you need to have a little bit of control of what you're doing. Control is not a bad thing in and of itself. The person with control is just the one who decides what gets done. If there's no one that has control, you have chaos. At Christmas, we don't want chaos. So we need a little bit of control. Maybe, just maybe, if we do it right, peace can come in when we have the right amount of control and we bring in the right amount of peace. When I'll admit, Christmas can get very crazy, very crowded, very hectic. It's almost like a circus master. A circus master, he's controlling and ordering and putting them in place, the jugglers, the acrobats, the dogs, the lions, the elephants the tamers, the horse riders, it may seem chaotic, but the circus master who has it all under control takes what is chaotic and makes it orderly. And while we watching may still think it's fantastic and that there's so much chaos and excitement going on, as far as the circus people are concerned, there's peace and they get their show done right. Isn't that what we would want at Christmas as well? You don't have to volunteer, but if you feel confident, how, how many people are hosting? Okay, not too many. For those who love that person, all right, now I'm talking to those who are sitting next to them. Would you like it if they had control, that they were actually able to put their plan into action? That would be great, that would be great. But then you can also go a little too far with control, can't you? When we need to have so much control in our lives in order to make things go correctly, well, we start to look for who we can control this way or that way, and it starts to become maybe even our purpose in life. I mean, is it really that bad? I say sarcastically, and I have to point that out because my voice isn't working. Sarcastically, is it that bad to have so much control? (coughs) Sorry about that. After all, God wants everyone to come together in peace, Wouldn't he want everyone to have joy and peace at least just one weekend out of the year? And how much more wonderful would it be if that was also the weekend we celebrate the birth of his son, Jesus Christ? In the readings we did today, you have Isaiah 9-6, where we learn that one of the names of the Messiah is Prince of Peace. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we were celebrating him and all we knew was peace? God would want that. We also hear in Hebrews from the epistle lesson, Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Okay, we didn't actually read that one. But Paul does give clear clear instructions in the Romans reading. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Can we bring enough peace and control over the world in order to make God happy? To make our lives happy? to set things right, it seems like it would take a lot of control, and it does take a lot of control. And if you start to focus on that instead of who the Prince of Peace is and who is the one who's providing the peace, you can start to go down a bad path. If it's all left up to us, there is a terrible temptation to make peace the ultimate goal, no matter what. After all, if we can't find meaning in anything else in this crazy chaotic season, then we just have to make that peace happen. And then that will be our purpose in life. We found it. But it doesn't work that way, does it? It doesn't work that way because God stops our search for control. Peace is not our tight grip over everyone else. Peace, the true peace, comes from the Prince of Peace. It's his kingdom that is bringing peace and control over the whole world. He is the wonderful counselor, the mighty God that brings everything out of chaos and brings peace. If we seek that peace, of control, Jesus will actually show us a different kind of control. In Matthew 10, Jesus asks if we expect him to bring peace. He says that he came to bring not peace, but a sword. He came to set two against three, three against two. He came to divide family members one against another. This seems like it's the very opposite goal of order and peace. That's not what we want. We want peace that comes from getting everyone to get get along, be able to sit through a meal together without bickering for once. But here's where Jesus comes in and where he shows us the true control, the true control that the Prince of Peace has over the world. No matter what our bickering is, no matter what sort of arguments we have with each other, Jesus brings peace by stepping into the middle of our troubled world and letting himself be the center of the world's anger. When he is in the center, he brings us peace through the cross and the way he controls and orders us is by pointing us to the cross, which is where the true peace is. He makes peace come out through what seems to be pure chaos. But his peace has endured for, a th- for thousands of years. I know that we're all trying to make Christmas dinner go well, but are our plans really going to get all the way through dinner without someone getting upset? I hope so, but it's not likely. But with Jesus, you don't have to worry about that. His kingdom is without end and his peace that he brings to his kingdom will be without end. He is our wonderful, mighty, everlasting God so that his peace may reign over the whole world. Truly, this gives us a new purpose and a new peace. God's peace doesn't come by our control of others. Peace comes by hearing the word the word that controls us and the word that directs us to him. We might not be able to control everyone to get them into the right place or at the right time. And our plans might not be fulfilled, but our real goal is to focus on God's plan, his plans that have already come true. It's almost like the history of Christmas that we've had when it comes to gifts. You know, when you were young, it's what the gift was that was so important. You are just eager to tear it open. It's like, this is my toy. But when you get older, it starts to be more about the story of how someone brought you that gift, that they looked around for days trying to find the right color, the right size, that you had missed the gift in the closet for months, and that they wrapped it with such care because they love you. Yes, the gift is important, but it's how the gift is delivered that's important. And that's what happens with God, bringing peace through his son, Jesus Christ, too. The peace is Jesus. The peace is the cross and the cradle. But there's a story that goes along with it that shows just how much God cares, that he has promised so many things about his son and about deliverance for us, and they have all come true. And he has made that, the world of witness of his peace. I really apologize. Truly, the gift of the Prince of Peace is the greatest thing that God could have ever given to us. And he gives it with so much glory, but is presented in such humble ways. God uses straw for the cradle, and Jesus is in the cradle. God uses simple wood for the cross, and Jesus is on the cross. And in those ways, we know that God is bringing peace to us. It doesn't matter what we do, it doesn't matter what our plans are. Jesus Christ is fulfilling all those plans for peace. So, peace rests completely on Jesus Christ, not on us. And all that we have to do is rest in the trust of all that he has done for us, amen. I invite you all to stand as we confess our common Christian faith in the words of the night of, sorry, the Apostle Creed. We confess together, I believe in God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ. sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and this will come to the judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints.
0: Till the shadows lengthen, and the evening comes, and the busy world is hushed, and the fever of life is over, and our work is done. Then, in your mercy, grant us a safe lodging, and a holy rest, and peace at last. Lord Jesus Christ, give us peace. O God, our Father, by your mercy and might, the world turns safely into darkness and returns again to light. We place into your hands our unfinished tasks, our unsolved problems, and our unfulfilled hopes, knowing that only what you bless will prosper. To your great love and protection, we commit each other and all those we love, knowing that you alone are our sure defender. Lord Jesus Christ, give Give us your peace. peace. Keep watch, dear Lord with those who watch or work or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, give rest to the weary, comfort the afflicted, soothe the suffering, bless the dying, and all for your love's sake. Lord Jesus Christ, give us your peace. Look down, O Lord, from your heavenly throne and illuminate this night with your celestial brightness, that by night as by day, your people may glorify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us.
1: And lead us not
0: into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to us your service, that peace with the world cannot be. That our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and to also, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace. In Christ. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. His name shall be called, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Go forth then, children of God, living securely in Him and in harmony with one another, rejoicing in His presence and knowing His perfect peace. The blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.